You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. Um, personified. And here we get to Ecclesiastes, and now you have an old man who's looking back over a life lived. And now he is looking at it from a different perspective. He said, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God, keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. There's an acronym, and I like alliteration, as you know. I like acronyms. And there's an acronym in life that we have all heard, and that is the title of the message tonight. But with this acronym, Solomon is taking so, something so expansive and he boils it down to the whole conclusion. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. After writing Proverbs, after writing Ecclesiastes, after living a life and being, being given, have been given, understanding, wisdom, riches, power. He did not withhold anything from himself, seeking fulfillment. And he gets to the end and said, let's hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Well, you would think that that would have been at the beginning of the book. And there being a huge dissortation that was going to come. He said, fear God, keep his commandments. This is the whole duty of man. The acronym is KISS. Can you put the title up, please? Keep it simple. And I'm not going to say the other part. But I know for myself, simple is something I can grab onto. When something is hard or complicated, it's hard to do, and it's harder to replicate. You know, the Christian life is something that we are supposed to be replicating. We are supposed to be reproducing. We're, we're supposed to be raising generations that are going to follow in our faith. And here, Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived, he comes to the place where he said, listen, there's just two things we've got to do. Fear God, keep his commandments. You know what? That's pretty simple, isn't it? That's something that I could grab a hold of. It's something that's, that we can hand over to our children. It's something that the kids can walk away from knowing. It's not too complicated. The Christian life is not complicated. Keep it simple. Fill it in. When I look at the Savior, I see perfection. And I see how I can't live up to that. 
I see some giants of the faith and I see the testimonies that they have had, the lives they have lived, the accomplishments, and I can't do that. But one day I'm going to stand before the Savior. And I do want to stand before Him having followed Him. I want to stand before Him not because I am worthy of His acclamation. I want to be able to stand before Him having lived for Him and serving Him. So here, when Solomon said, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter, fear God and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man, our whole outline tonight is number one, fear God. Number two, keep His commandments. Pretty easy. Pretty easy. And so we're going to just look at that tonight. Kiss is the title of the message. Father, I pray that you'd help us, Lord, in these next few moments. Help our minds to be just, just uh, drawn heavenward. I pray that you would help us to just draw a picture around, or a circle around ourselves, And Lord, may, may we just have some honest discussion tonight on where we're at. Lord, we have honored you. We have remembered you for what you have done. Dying for us. Shedding your blood. Offering a gift of salvation. Lord, we don't deserve any of that. You are so good. But I pray that you'd help us, Lord, to now, as recipients of the grace of God, help us, Lord, to just honor you. And so I pray that you'd bless now for Christ's sake. Amen. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, we get down to those last three words, the will of God. Will of God. Solomon said, the conclusion of the whole matter, fear God, keep his commandments. This is the whole duty of man. That is the will of God for you and for me. It is for us to do uh, his will. So first of all, I want to look at uh, the first thing that he said we are to do is to fear God. Now, we're not talking about fear as in we are fearful of uh, because he is an angry, mean, hate, hateful God. Uh, this word fear here, here is translated reverence. It is a fear, a reverence. Uh, the word means a feeling of profound respect for one, uh, often uh, a deity. And so this, of course, is referring to God himself, so we know it is talking about deity. Uh, but it is a, a feeling of profound respect. For. And here, the fear of God, uh, the fear of God is something that you and I are to possess. It is not a cowering fear uh, as someone uh, that is uh, abused, it is a respect. And you know what? When we have a fear of God, it will impact our actions. 
It will impact how we live uh, with, with uh, our life. You think about uh, the, uh, the actions that we have. Uh, there have been many times that I would think through my mind on decisions that I would make, and I would think through uh, how, how would the Lord uh, look at this? Uh, how would uh, He want me to, to dis- the, determine which way to go? I would, I would ask myself, I know there are many things that I did not get engaged uh, with after I got saved uh, because I did not want to dishonor my parents. There was a respect that was there. It wasn't that I was afraid of them because of some punishment. It was a, there was a love that I had, a respect that I had for them, and I did not want to dishonor them. I did not want to displease them. Uh, I didn't want to hurt them. And, you know, that's the type of uh, respect that we need to have for the Lord. We need to have a, a fear of God, a fear of God that is, is causing us to recognize who God is is and placing God in first position and place in our life. It is, it's recognizing his omniscience, his power, uh, his, his, uh, uh, be, his being of, as God. Uh, and with that, when we recognize who he is, it helps us see who we are. You know, what did Isaiah saw? I said? He said, I saw also the Lord high and lifted up, and his train uh, filled the temple. Uh, what did he do? He fell on his face and said, Woe is me, for I am a man, for I am undone. I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell, dwell among a people of unclean lips. Uh, as soon as he saw who God was, uh, it, it helped him recognize who he is. And so here, uh, as Solomon was saying that uh, we are to fear God, uh, that is what we're supposed to do, is we are to have that fear of God. And that fear of God will impact our behavior. Genesis chapter 20. In Genesis 20, we find the law first mentioned of how fear is used in the same context. And Abraham, you know the story, Abraham and Sarah, they were uh, traveling. They, they went to sojourn in the land of Gerar. And as they were in Gerar, Abimelech was the heathen king. And, and when they got there, Abraham looked over at Sarah, uh, uh, an old woman, and said, honey, you look good. He said, uh, he said you, when we go into town, uh, you got to make sure that you tell everybody that you're my sister so they don't kill me to take you. Now, Sarah had to be a beautiful woman. Uh, for that to be the case. And, and, and it wasn't just in Abraham's eyes, because when he got into town, exactly what he said was going to happen uh, was falling into place. Abimelech, the king, said, oh, look at her. And he took, uh, he took uh, Sarah to be his wife. And God came to Abimelech, and he said, thou art a dead man. And all of a sudden, Abimelech's like, God, what are, you, what are you talking about? And we see how, so in uh, Genesis 20, verse 3, but God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, Behold, thou art uh, but a dead man, for the woman which thou hast taken, for she is a man's wife. And I skip down and, uh, to chapter uh, 
20, verse 9, it says, Then Abimelech called Abraham and said unto him, What hast thou done unto us? And what have I offended thee that thou hast brought on me and on my kingdom a great sin? Thou hast done deeds unto me that ought not be done. And Abimelech said unto Abraham, What sawest thou that thou hast done this thing? And Abraham said, Because I thought, Surely the fear of God is not in this place. And they will slay me for my wife's sake. What was it? The fear of God, the reverence of God, the, the expectations of God, the, the authority of God. He didn't, Abraham did not think that that authority of God was anywhere else. And, and so he saw uh, a situation and he made some decisions ahead of time that were not good decisions, but these decisions were based on the lack of the fear of God. But we found that uh, Abimelech did have the fear of God. God came to him and said, thou art but a dead man. And here we see that fear of God. Uh, Proverbs 1-7, Proverbs 1-7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Deuteronomy 6-2, that thou mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command thee, thou and thy son and thy son's son, all the day of thy life, that thy days may be prolonged. Verse, uh, 2 Corinthians 7-1, having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. So when somebody tells me that they have fear of God, but they are living a lascivious, a sinful lifestyle, they're lying. They're lying. Because if there is a fear of God, it will impact your life. That's why God put that first. Before the obedience was the reverence of God. It was the understanding who God is. And when we put God first, we understand who He is and we recognize Him as God in our life. If I recognize who God is in my life, I cannot ignore His commandments. Do you let your kids ignore the commandments that you give? The, the rules, the expectations that you put out, that is, those are not disregarded. Those are not ignored. Those are, those are things that are supposed to, uh, God gives us uh, his word with the expectation. Uh, Dustin, there we go, thank you. All right, uh, there's an expectation that that we, if we realize who God is, it will impact how we live. Uh, there, there has to be uh, a reverence of God. And if there is no reverence of God, that's why there's a life that is lived in a way outside the boundaries of God. Because we have removed God. When, you, when there is no authority, when there is no one that we are under, there is no, uh, there is no uh, person that we need to submit to, then I can do whatever I want to do. That's why it was so devastating when we removed God out of the school system. Uh, why? Because now we remove the very essence of what defines why something is right or wrong. You remove God. God is the one that makes it right or wrong. It's not what we think or say. It is who God is. And when we put God first, then, then that, will, that will put everything else into a proper perspective. And Solomon was saying, listen, fear God. 
We have to have a fear of God. And let me ask you tonight, do you have a fear of God? Is there a, re, is there a, a respect, a, a understanding of who God is to where He is the filter through which everything in our life gets passed? It shouldn't be, well, this is church, and this is work, and this is life. It is, no, there is God. And everything comes through that filter of what God would want and who God is. And that's, that's here where he was talking about this, this fear of God. He said, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his, uh, his commandments. Uh, Proverbs 1, 7 again. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fears, fools despise wisdom and instruction. So we see the fear of God. Psalm 111.10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. So we see, first of all, the fear of God. Let's keep it simple. Uh, the fear of God. Uh, secondly, keep his commandments. Keep his commandments. In Ecclesiastes chapter 2 and verse 3, we sort of find Solomon summing up as he is seeking what he is seeking in his life. Ecclesiastes 2.3, I sought in mine heart to give myself unto wine, yet acquainting my, my heart with wisdom, and to lay hold on folly till I might see what was that good for the sons of men, which they should do under the heaven all the days of their life. What was he saying? He was saying, you know what? He said, I wanted to em enjoy and indulge myself with, with wine. I wanted to uh, indulge myself with all of the pleasures, yet I wanted to hang on to wisdom doesn't work. Solomon had 900 wives and 300 concubines. 600 wives, 300 concubines. A bunch. <laughs> Solomon, Solomon lived in such a way that he disregarded so many of the teachings of God. Yet, he was the wisest man to ever live. But he got to a place where he felt like, I've got to know what's best. You know, when you and I try to seek what's best, we're not going to find what's best. What we will find is best is what God said is best. And here he is trying to grab a hold uh, of uh, the world, if you would, pleasures if you, of, of the world. He said, I gave myself unto wine, yet acquainting my heart with wisdom. The two, they just don't go together. I laid hold on folly till I might see that what was good for the sons of men. He, he was grabbing on to the foolish things, the empty things, so he could find out, well, you know, I just wanted to be able to tell everybody what's the best way. You know, our life should not be, it, it should not be an experiment. We've got one. We've got one. 
And Solomon was, he, he made some terrible decisions. He sought the pleasures of life. He satisfied himself with the pursuits of his heart. He finally solidified the purpose of man's existence after wasting many years. When he said, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. And he wasn't looking back over years of a good testimony, having followed the Lord He's looking back over wasted years, a wasted life. And that's tragic. It's tragic that good people, good people can waste their life. Good people can lie to themselves enough to say, well, I'm just trying to figure it out so I can give it to, tell other people what's the best way. No. What's the best way? Fear God. Keep His commandments. God's got it figured out. We don't have to figure it out. Isn't it wonderful that you can go to a, a recipe book? Uh, ladies, uh, I remember when Deb and, and I got married. Uh, I think I can remember that far back. Uh, but when we, were, when we first got married, she had, she had a cookbook, and she, she knew how to cook. Uh, but there were a lot of things that she would go back into that recipe book and she was following these recipe books so she could make something that tasted edible. Amen. And uh, now the only problem, it's not that she can't cook, now she listens to women on, uh, uh, what's that called? Pinterest. Oh my goodness, I hate Pinterest. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, so they have uh, all of these different recipes, and you can replicate those recipes. And so if some of those recipes are the husband's favorite meal, those women have to be some terrible cooks, uh, because those, some of those recipes are not good at all. Uh, but anyway, it's, 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 you can replicate it, and that's the, way, that's the way the Lord has given us a recipe for life. We don't have to experiment. We don't have to try to figure out what's best. All we have to do is just look at the Word of God and follow the principles and the guidelines. He's not going to give us every step. We're not a bunch of robots, and He wants us to enjoy the life He has given to us, but He's given us some boundaries, and those boundaries are there to protect us so we can live within His plan. So as we live, we don't have to experience all the, the failures. We don't have to experience all the injury uh, from going the wrong way. Fear God and keep his commandments. So the Lord Jesus uh, put it a lot clearer than Solomon could ever have put it. He already gave us his word. We don't need somebody's experience to validate whether or not God's word works. It works. And we just need to follow his commandments. Uh, John 14, 15, the Lord said, if you love me, keep my commandments. What was it? There was there was love tied, but the Lord was looking at the love and saying, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. So the keeping of our commandments is the manifestation of our love for God. Fear God, keep his commandments. 
Matthew twenty two thirty six. 36, uh, the uh, scribe came before the Lord and said, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. And so here we have two commandments uh, that we are to do. If, if it's not just uh, easy enough to fear God and keep his commandments, then the commandments got boiled down to instead of 600, over 600 commandments that are in the Bible, he, he sums them up in two. Love God and love others. Fear God, keep his commandments. Love God with all thy heart, thy soul, thy mind, thy strength. Love others, thy neighbor. John 13, 34, the Lord said, A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. You know, so here as we look at this, fear God, keep his commandments. Well, you know, there's just so many commandments, I can't keep them all. Just two. Just two. Fear God. Keep his commandments. What are those commandments? Love the Lord thy God and love thy neighbor. Love others. Love God. Love others. You know, there's no PhDs needed. Kiss. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. And you and I, all of us here tonight, we can grab a hold of that. Fear God, keep his commandments. Love God, love others. So put God in the proper place. Have that love, that respect, that honor that's due him. And then love him and love other people. Not too complicated. If there was a test tonight, and I, and I had a, a test with some answer keys there, some slots, empty slots, I think everybody could ace the test. But filling in a little blank doesn't do it. It's what are we going to do when we walk out those doors? Solomon, he looked out and said, okay, got it all figured out now. Conclusion, the whole duty of man is to fear God and keep his commandments. Let's follow those instructions. Father, I pray thee'd help us. Thank you for your goodness to us and Lord, just for allowing us to be able to serve you. And you've, you have given us your word, your guidelines, the directives, the statutes that you want us to live by. And I pray that you would just help us to have a heart that uh, recognizes you as God in our life. May we be submitted to you and have the love and the reverence that's due your name. And then, Lord, as we recognize who you are, I pray that you'd help us to just submit to your will in our lives. So help us, Lord, to live for you. Bless now, please, for Christ's sake. Amen. Let's stand together. We're going to have just a short invitation. If the Lord spoke to your heart tonight, you respond.
Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc, the number four, me.org. May God bless you.